my idea was really to develop not only a product, but a brand that women would connect with. And it was important for, uh, for me to bring a product that was, one, fashion for, two, that was sustainable. And in a market where everyone is selling on social media, how can I connect with everyone from ages, I would say, 19 to 60? Welcome to Season 4 of the CEO Mom Podcast, A Woman, the Mother, and the Myths. The podcast of CEO Mom Magazine, the publication that puts supermommy into perspective. I'm your host, Ivana Matthews, so let's listen in. As a small business owner and entrepreneur, Think3 Media understands how incredibly frustrating it is to be the one who wears all the hats. Just to maintain operations and keep things afloat is a task in and of itself. When it comes to your marketing and PR needs, Think3 Media is here to do the heavy lifting for you. And as a small business themselves, they understand the strategies and tactics needed to make your business shine and thrive. Their clients have been featured in Forbes, Fox News, CNBC, NBC, Women's Health, and many more, and at a fraction of the big firm price. They've seen sales increases, higher audience engagement, and more traction with their proven strategies for success. For this year and beyond, let the experts at Think3 Media take care of you and get you the shine and exposure you deserve. Every business, no matter how small, deserves to be seen and to be heard. Let Think3 Media do the heavy lifting for you. Let them level the playing field. Contact Think3 Media for your free consultation today. www.think3media.com or 469-428-7498. Hello, ladies. Welcome to another episode of the CEO Mom Podcast. I am super excited today because our special guest is one of our founding members of the CEO Mom, Moms You Should Know Business Directory. Today, we are going to be talking to the CEO and designer of Cara Hosiery, Christy Hairston. Christy Hairston turned her love for hosiery into a company of her own in memory of her late sister, Cara Levant. Kara was a fashionista before her time and their products serve not only as a legacy to her impeccable style, but a brand that is changing the perception of hosiery. Kara Hosiery is one of the first hosiery brands with a built-in panty in all of its legwear. Their upscale brand offers comfort, style, and sophistication with its free the panty approach. Kara Hosiery uses the finest fabrics that inhibit the growth of bacteria on its products. Their technology ensures a hygienic lifestyle when wearing their legwear. They continually strive to create legwear that is modern, attractive, and affordable. Listen in as I talk to Christy Harrison about the inspiration and passion behind Kara Hosiery. Christy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Vonna. I'm so excited to have this opportunity to connect with CEO Mom. So jumping right into the interview, tell me a little bit about your professional background before you started Cara Hosiery. Sure. So I am a D.C. native, and my background, my degree is in marketing, and I had a very, very um, good opportunity to be in an industry, um, actually commercial real estate to be exact, to use my marketing degree. And I have been doing that for the past 15 years. And I think a lot of what I've learned through marketing really um, helped me open my eyes to see 
what I can do professionally for myself as it pertains to a business. I love it. So let's talk about the inspiration behind Cara Hosiery. What impact has the brand had on the way women wear hosiery? Sure. So I was in between um, careers and really didn't know which way to go. And I was listening to, uh, I was, actually I was reading an article where there was a group of uh, college friends that started a company from their dorms. And I thought to myself after reading that article, uh, where was I going to go? What can I do that something that I love as a passion and turn it into a profit for myself. So after time went on and research and thought, uh, thinking about what's in the market, what's missing from the market, and of course something that I love and that I'm passionate about, and that's where the idea of tights and hosiery came to mind. So it was reading that one article, and I thought to myself, surely if two college students was able to develop a brand and a company from their dorms, I could use my degree and my background to develop something for myself. And that was the catalyst for developing Cara Hosiery. And the name itself was easy in a sense uh, because my sister was my everything. Um, we are probably we were seven years apart. And she was my biggest role model, my biggest mentor, and everything she did, I wanted to do. Uh, she was trendy. She was cutting edge and just unapologetic. So the name Cara came easy um, as it relates to that. And her, I would say everything about her lives throughout the brand itself. I love that. I love that. When you think of hosiery, you don't necessarily think it's something that women are wearing today, but you have created a brand and a look that is modern and it's relevant and it's gorgeous. So how is Cara Hosiery disrupting the fashion industry? So my idea was really to develop not only a product, but a brand that women would connect with. And it was important for, uh, for me to bring a product that was, one, fashion forward, two, that was sustainable. And in a market where everyone is selling on social media, how can I connect with everyone from ages, I would say, 19 to 60? So I had developed different campaigns to really demonstrate and show women how you can wear hosiery. And through that, just trying to reshape the way women think about hosiery, because of course, when you think about pantyhose, you think, oh, scratchy legs. You think, my grandmother wore those. You wouldn't catch me dead in those. So really to show women how you can wear hosiery all year round, how you can wear them from a courtroom to a night out on the town, how some of our designs are very versatile where you can wear them with shorts, you can wear them with skirts, you can wear them however you please. And it's really just a fashion statement. Um, I like to call it fashionable freedom where there's really no set way on how to do it. There's no right or wrong way to do it. If you like it, wear it. And really just I'm showing women, um, the modern-day woman, how hosiery is coming back. 
we've seen some of the larger designers such as Gucci and Fendi, they're also uh, incorporating hosiery into their designs. So I would say hosiery, the cycle is back, and I'm glad that Car Hosiery has been one of those companies to really show women how to wear them. I love it. I love it. And when our listeners see it, this is not necessarily something your grandmother would wear unless she is a fashionista. So she's <laughs> for sure, for sure. Then she will wear these. So you talked a little bit about this earlier, but tell us a little more about your career as a marketing guru and how it has impacted the way you run Cara Hosiery. Sure. So I would say there are some ideas that come to mind that are just second nature with me. But then there's the challenge of how to execute them. Because I am sold exclusively online, how to reach uh, different target audiences, how to turn then a like into a customer, how to reach uh, customers across the globe and really get them to understand the product as well as the brand, I would say my marketing background has helped in that regard. I want to expand on that a little bit more because you did enter a market with a product that it, in essence has come back, as you've mentioned before, with Gucci and other brands like that. So kind of walk us through the process, specifically the beginning stages of developing a product that is not necessarily in demand when you first produce it. What kind of walk us through that for someone who is interested in bringing a particular fashion piece back, but they're questioning the demand for it? Sure, that's a really, really good question. Uh, I, when the idea came to mind about hosiery, I've always loved tights. And I remember as a young girl, my mother dressing me up with the lace socks every Sunday for church. There's a picture of me when I went to my eighth grade formal. I had monogram hosiery going to eighth grade. So I've always loved this product. And I thought to myself, I don't know about textiles. My degree is marketing. How, what, where do I go from here? And I thought, do I need to enroll in a fashion school? Do I need to just reach out to someone, a, a company, to get the um, the better understanding of it. And through that research, I discovered a school. There was a school that taught a class from uh, actually probably about six hours away from where I live, and I enrolled in this class. I took a week off of work, and I went with my idea on the back of a napkin. I had a sketch, and I had an idea, and I had a vision. And while I was in this class, the class pretty much taught me from textiles, fabrics, machinery, to packaging and manufacturing, everything. And while I was there, I presented my idea. And I'm in a classroom from, with people from as far away as Australia. Um, there were some people that were there representing their companies and big companies. And then there were some people there representing themselves um, as entrepreneurs. And I presented my idea and I remember the instructor saying to me, um, I think you have something. And if you don't mind staying a few days extra, I'm going to see if I can connect you with a manufacturer. And I thought, 
well, my goodness, I'm here absolutely a couple more days. I would love that opportunity. And there I went to the manufacturer. And when I walked into the building, I saw all of these posters up of Calvin Klein, DKNY, Ralph Lauren. And I thought to myself, there is no way this company is going to have any interest in what my idea is, this small idea that's on the back of a napkin. How can they possibly take me serious? And we walked through the hosiery mill, and I saw all these different ideas that I had thought of presented in front of me, colors, different names, different styles. Everything that I envisioned was already produced at that time. And I slowly died. <laughs> As I'm walking through the hosiery mill, I'm thinking, my goodness, everything that I thought of was already in place. This has already been done. What are you doing? And by the time I was able to meet with the president of the company, I gained, regained my confidence, and I presented my idea. And he really loved my idea and explained what I was looking for hadn't been done in the capacity where I presented it. So that took, I would say, almost two years for me to connect with the school, an additional six to nine months for me to sketch out my different designs and present it to the manufacturer. Long time coming and lots and lots of research, I would say. I love that. I love it. And it's such incredible advice because I think we are kind of in this era where people talk about business development as an overnight thing. It's like, oh, how to start a business in two weeks. And, and sometimes you can do that. But there are certain things, especially with the industry, the fashion industry, it is a lot of work and there is a lot of research involved and there is a lot of time um, and developing those relationships and networking and all of that. So thank you so so much for sharing that. Absolutely, absolutely. It certainly was not an overnight process. I would say about two and a half years from the idea to the execution. I love it. I love it. So we know that COVID has impacted a lot of small businesses, causing some to close permanently. How has COVID impacted your business and what has been your key to moving beyond the pandemic? So for sure, uh, because my products are manufactured in the USA, at one point the manufacturer completely shut down. And it was not shut down for just 30 days. It was shut down for the majority of 2020. And I, because I have a boutique-style model, I like to produce um, different designs every year. And this was going, 2020 was going to be the year of a new design. And then COVID happened. And then manufacturing shut down. And I thought, what do I do from here? So the one thing that COVID has taught me um, professionally as well as personally is how to navigate and pivot through. So I re took a step back and looked at what I presently have in terms of inventory, how I can connect with um, different target audiences, and how can I sell what I have until the world is back to a point where we can produce again. And throughout my journey, uh, when I first launched my 
very first collection, I connected with a few men that started to follow Car Hosiery. And unbeknownst to me, there was a world of men that wear hosiery. Some wear them for medical reasons. Some wear them um, because they like the feel and the sensation of nylons. And some wear them because they like to wear a base layer. And during this time of COVID, I started to reach out to those different niche markets. And men are very loyal. I don't know if they're as loyal as women, but if they like a product, they will stick to it and they will support you. And there was, there's been so, um, so much buzz, I would say, on social media about different fashion styles and different fashion senses, and I use that to connect with that target audience. And through that, connecting with men and hosiery has opened up a different market for me altogether that has helped me keep the business afloat. Are sales down? Absolutely. Did I go months without sales? Absolutely. Did I think now is my time to throw in the hat? Never. Because I knew eventually the cycle would turn back around, and it really just pushed me to instead of having all of my eggs in one batch, well, all of my eggs in one basket, to then venture out and have a backup plan. So that's how I've been able to stay afloat during the pandemic. Awesome. And that's a great lesson for everyone. I think that finding a new target audience or a new demographic can definitely help you um, keep your business afloat. So thank you for sharing that. For sure. For sure. So as a CEO mom, how do you navigate running a business and a household during a crisis such as the, the pandemic? It can be challenging without it being a pandemic. Um, I have two daughters, and my youngest daughter right now is a sophomore in college. So converting a household that was once a nine-to-five, I call myself a serialpreneur because I have a nine-to-five, but then I have a six-to-twelve, which is car hosiery, because it definitely needs my full attention as well. And then assisting with uh, my biggest role is being a mom, how to make sure that I'm paying my girls the adequate attention that they need. Learning the balance act, I would say, is what what has worked for me with um, being a CEO mom. There are days where I just don't have it. Um, There are days where the energy is not there. But somewhere, somehow, I'm able to pull through to assist with those that need me. Um, and then also during the pandemic, I lost, I lost my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, 2020, was, it's, just, it's just been one of those years that I think we will never, never forget. So um, tapping into energy and tapping into resources that may have been needed during those times um, and giving that dedication when needed. Um, Moms, we have that superpower for sure, but being able to rely on those people that offer that assistance at a time of need is always very good, and I suggest people to do so. Because as a CEO, you have that power. You're running everything yourself. But there are days when we don't have it. 
There are days when we don't have it. Um, there's days when we need assistance because we don't want to let those ones that rely on us, um, we don't want to let them down. So I would say the Balance Act is what has um, helped me navigate running a business as well as a household during these very, very um, troubling times. Well, I am sorry to hear about your loss. I know that was extremely tough on top of everything, and so you are definitely in our thoughts and prayers. Thank you so very much. I and appreciate that. You're welcome. And you said so much that is so relatable is getting assistance is extremely, extremely vital in order to to do whatever we call this whole balance thing. And then acknowledging that you just don't always have it. I can remember coming home some evenings when, when my daughter was younger, she would wait outside the bathroom um, for me to just unwind. And I would hear her sitting there and I would tell her, just give mommy five minutes because I needed to unwind and disconnect from my work day to get ready for whatever it was that she needed. So definitely a balancing act. It is. It is. And kids, unfortunately, sometimes don't always understand that. And we feel the pressure to, I don't know if, if mom guilt is something that, that you struggle with at times, but I know for myself, I feel that pressure to, to keep going. But I've had to learn, like you said, is you have to take those moments for yourself so that you can be your best. For yes, you. yes, yes, yes. I like to think about the when you are boarding an airplane and they're giving you the instructions and they say, be sure that you take care of, put your mask on before you tend to theirs. Because if you're no good, they're not going to be any good. So true. So true. So going back to Cara Hosiery, what is your five-year vision for the brand? Oh, the back of the napkin. <laughs> so I had a vision last year to expand adding more products to the boutique, and I would say um, the, the crisis has definitely taught me a lot and has really given me a different vision for car hosiery. Um, I would like to expand into developing um, more products, including intimates, and the possibility of uh, more, I would say, products that go from your intimates into your leisure wear and ultimately um, just expanding not only in the U.S., but overseas as well. Um, there are different markets that I would like to tap into, not just on the U.S. side, but women and men across the globe. I would like to be able to reach them with car hosiery products. Mm -hmm. That, I would say, was part of my five-year vision. I love it. I love. I, I definitely see that happening. So I, I wish you the best with such an incredible and beautiful brand. So how can our listeners stay connected to you? Sure. So Cara Hosiery is on Facebook, Twitter, as well as Instagram. My handle is at Cara Hosiery, and I'll spell that. That's C A R R A. H-O-S-I-E-R-Y. You can follow us. You can like us. You can retweet us. You can take a picture. You can hashtag us. We are on all the social media platforms, and my website is www.carahosiery.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christy. It was such a pleasure speaking with you today. 
Thank you so, so very much, Vaughn. I'm thankful for this opportunity and everything that CEO Mom is doing. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the CEO Mom podcast, The Woman, The Mother, and The Myths. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation as much as we have. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe and definitely rate us. Go deeper with us on every episode by subscribing to our exclusive newsletter at ceomommagazine.com. There, we'll provide tips and information based on every episode. This podcast is produced by For Her Media with music by BOPD and C. Scott. Until the next conversation, thanks for joining us.